1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. Ah, crack of the bat, Detroit City of Champions. It has felt like the City of Champions for the last several weeks. The last three weeks have been uh, electric. And today we got a, a Champions hangover. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> today was a brutal day. It, uh, so listen whenever, wherever, however. But uh, today is the day after uh, the Lions uh, were defeated the NFC Championship. Yeah, by just a, a couple of points, a couple of crazy plays, and there's a, a big, big ex- hangover. But the city's still excited. And yes, it's, but that doesn't tell the whole story of the, of the of how like devastating it was. It, yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it just some crazy plays and it's, just it's brutal. It's a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas, and just something bounces off of somebody's helmet and they grab it. You know, it's just uh, and a fumble in a in, in a short yardage, and then just. You know, it's it's all these little things that yeah, and then uh, there's like uh, just little ridiculous yes. things that uh, in the in the you know, it, it, it was a great game. The first half of the game, it was, a, I was, it was, a, it was a, the first half was like the greatest half lines football I've ever experienced. I was, was I was amazing. calling my travel agent. I'm like, <laughs> how amazing. much are, can I get some uh, Vegas accommodations? That kind of you know. One it was of, amazing. And then by the end of the third quarter, I'm like, uh, hold up on them tickets a bit. Yeah. The, so the, the, it just, it went a little side, like the first side touch on by Jamison Williams. Like he's, they're like tearing his shirt off as he's like running mm-hmm. into the end zone. It was like one of the most amazing runs. I just was, I was, and like, they, yeah. they, they, the third quarter was just a, a nightmare. Nightmare. Of, 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 there was just some, you know, bad stuff that happened and just oddities just of sports oddities of the ball has its own damn mind it does its own damn thing yeah and, and that's in this in, in, it was a combination of bad yes, stuff and this is what we're talking about and oddities this, and what we're talking about right now we're not just we're not just talking this is we're leading up to towards something today, we touched we are, on we touched on this we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about is that sort of the title shows um a historical precedent for success in the in the you know one of the big things that came out of the game especially yeah. this morning was this wasn't like a normal i mean i if there's a normal loss in the nfc right. championship game but the but the, the 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 one of the elements of the hangover has been the second get you know the second guessing of dan campbell's yeah, decision. That that's monday like really morning, the big the monday, monday morning, morning quarterback yes that's been like the big topic that everybody yeah. is like weighing in on is you know they're in, in the way i see it is there's you know there's three major you know, sort of complaints or, or right. issues that people are like, everybody's talking about one of the three. And the first two are the, the, the him not him choosing to go for it instead of take the field goal. Yeah, twice. Twice. <laughs> and, and, one of them. And the Either thir- one of them. Would- <laughs> yes. And the, and the final one was the call at the end of the game where basically he was that they were, they were driving down. They had to get two scores. They drove all the way down the field very quickly. And then there was like the way that the clock was set up was yeah. that they had to score and keep their three timeouts if yeah. they wanted to, like, you know, basically prevent, like, you have any chance of getting the ball back normally. Yeah. And instead, they burnt, they tried to run the ball and they had to burn a timeout to stop the clock, yeah. which then basically made it so that all they could do was, like, get, a, get the uh, onside kick, which is like a, like, super, like a barely over 1% chance. Of getting so it. you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Very minuscule chance. So, so, so the, a lot of people are saying that was the worst was that it right. was the deciding to, um, to go for it and, you know, to actually to run the ball, which may force them. It, but people are critical. There's no, he yeah. shouldn't have done that. And he yeah. shouldn't have like went for it on fourth. And it's like, but here's, here's my argument with that is that is what got them 
to well, that yeah. final game. That is the type of play that they did. That was a type, the style of coaching, the style of aggressiveness and, 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 and the, and the philosophy that got them there. Well, that's true. So why change it? Well, here's at the, the at the twelfth hour. So here's the thing. So I don't I don't criticize well, him. For, well, here's for the that. thing is I will admit I wish he'd gone for the kick, but I don't criticize. Him. Well, here's the thing is is in the moment I was actually shouting at my screen, kick the field goal, kick the damn field goal. Because and, and I will kick say it, and I will, like, I will say it like this: in the moment, at the time, and even this morning when I woke up, like like like, but that that never changed for me. It was like at the time coming out of the half, the Lions had a seventeen point lead. The, the, and then the 49ers kicked the, kicked field, the field goal. They drove all, they drove down the field. They kicked the field goal. And my mentality was because the Lions came back down. They drove far enough where they had a shot at a, at, you know, mm-hmm, at a, mm-hmm. I think it was like a 48 yard field goal. And our kicker solid. He's all right. He's, 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 he's solid. Yeah, but there's, he's good. But the, the actual statistics. It's not phenomenal. Yes. Yes. So, but, but the thing about it is, but I would have trusted him. But the thing about it was, was that, um, was that if the Lions could have got a field goal, then it would have neutralized that field goal that the 49ers mm-hmm, had. The Lions mm-hmm, would have mm-hmm. been three. It would have been three. Uh, a three possession game, three score game. Right. So it would have meant that like, basically it just, it just basically neutralized everything the 49ers did. And so even if those, if like some crazy thing happened where 49ers <sighs> drove back down the field and got a touchdown, the lines are still up by 10 points. Yeah, and then it, they would have had, you know, so the point, so that's, that's where I was in that moment. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Take the field right, goal right. for God's sake. I know yeah. I love the aggression too, but get the field goal. Take but that's the how they got there. No, they're listen to me. I'm trying to explain. How's it going to change? So I get it. Listen, so, to me. And I, no, I'm 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 100 with you. No, so anyways, so I so that was where I was last night, and yeah. I woke up this morning feeling the exact same way. I'm like, why don't you take the points, man? Take the you know like this. And the sad thing, and then I watched. So I've you know I was I, I watched like YouTube and like I watched the press conference. I watched all this stuff, play reactions, yeah. all this stuff, like all day. Like all YouTube reactions, all this different stuff, like all well, day. Social media is just flooded with it's all just sorts crazy. of crazy. It's of, crazy. The heat he's uh, taken is crazy. And, and well, and then it, things that I think are poorly attributed, misattributed. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 weird. Yeah, there's all kinds of quotes that are, people are saying that. You yeah, know, that, he said. So yeah, and so I'm like, ah, but the thing I'd like about to hear it, the whole context yeah. of what he's. <laughs> so so, anyways, so like, I mean, it was so. This, so like, like, that's where I was when I woke up this morning. Yeah. And like, I, like I'm telling you, like, I, I, I'm at the mall all day. I work work this inspired marketplace. That's where mm. I sell my books and mm-hmm. you know I get to work on my projects in the store all day. And every single person that came in the store today. Like I wasn't sitting there wearing a Lions jersey. I was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a football hat on or anything. I'm just like a guy sitting there. And every single person that came into the store today was like, "Did you see that Lions game last night?" <laughs> like every single person. We talked. I talked about it in every one of my classes yeah. today. In you know, every I teach in, high school, yes. and, and at least you know we we, we touched on it in, in every it's, class. It was the last week and a half. I mean, the whole year I've been following this Lions team, especially this particular team since Dan Campbell's press conference yeah. like three years ago. They, but they, it, but it's been like the last week and a half. I've never seen the electricity in the There's air been the so many things like about Dan Campbell that is so reminiscent about the City of Champions year. Yeah. Uh and so like when the Tigers when when Mickey came in and said, "No, we're we're going to the World exactly. Series." That was just it. You're that's a great point. Campbell Campbell comes in he goes, "We're biting off kneecaps. Yeah. We're going to be contenders." Was, exactly. And everybody's like, "Dan, you're in Detroit, yeah, right? Yeah. You know you you know where you just took your job, right? Exactly. He's like, no, screw that. We're biting kneecaps and yeah. we're we're going. And that's and that you're exactly correct. That is the same and, sort and of reaction we, we that Mickey got where that. Mickey was saying, "You're, He's no, you're like, exactly we're going." Correct. Yeah, that was the exact same like the 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 reaction by fans and media at the time when Mickey like they didn't even initially print what he said because it sounded so ridiculous. They didn't <laughs> want to make their manager feel so bad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so they're and so they um you know so. 
yeah, it was the same kind of reaction where they're like, Mickey, you do know where you're at, right? The Tigers <laughs> have never won anything, and yeah. we we're a second division team, and you didn't get any players except for yourself. And, and he's All like, right. you, go, you don't even know how to win. I'm going to show you how to win, which is to believe you can do it. Right. It's the same kind of mentality. You're absolutely correct with the same mentality as Campbell has. We're like, we're going at him. So this is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to his first press conference uh, during training preseason next year. Yeah. Uh, what is his biting kneecaps? Uh, what is his prediction for the season going to well, be thing is, in that opening, in, in his opening thing next year, in, in parallel to Mickey? Because Mickey was like, we're going to go to the World Series. And, yeah. then, and they did. He's like, now we're but going they to didn't win. win. Yeah. And then the next year, he's like, we're going to win. Well, well, all right, Mickey, what about this year? He's like, we're going to win it. Dang yeah, it. Yeah, and that was yeah 1935 yes, baby yes yeah so so yeah but so i was listening so last night of course i'm listening to dan the, the press conference with dan campbell and he says they're like do you regret your fourth down attempts do you regret those and he mm -hmm. said not no are you kidding me no and they're like <laughs> they're like you're about the only one that <laughs> they say you shouldn't have you know like everybody else in yeah. the entire media landscape is all going what the hell is he doing? You know, like, like all day I was listening to the biggest name show hosts all time. Even guys that are like lions fans. They're yeah. like, what was he doing? What is he thinking? And Campbell's like going, what? It's almost like he was like kind of surprised to get that question. He's like, what do you mean? No, it's like, like you're going, yeah. are you sure? They're like, you sure about that? Yeah. You know, like everybody else in the world is saying you should have gone for it. And he's like, no. And then they, and then they interviewed J uh, Jared Goff too, the quarterback. And he's like, they're, they're asking him and he's like, no, what do you mean? Like, he's like, almost like can't even believe that they asked him either. Like, he's yeah. like, no, of course not. We're like, he's like, that's like, that's this is what we, we do. Yeah. Why, like, that's how we got here. Like, yep. why would we not do that? Yep. And they're like, <laughs> All right. going, yeah, well, can you maybe change just this one time? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Nope. They're like, no, why would we do that? <laughs> like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just. It's like the, that's it. So anyways, I had a lot to sort of process because, as I yeah. said, last like watching the game and then this morning, I'm and the thing is, it's like I I love Dan Campbell. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. I love this Lions team is yeah. like as much or more than I've loved any other sports team in my life. Yeah. And that like I'm going all the way back to 35. I love yeah. this team, too. Yeah. But this Lions team is right in front of me and I'm watching it like I don't know what's going to happen next. And it's it's like amazing. I love watching. There's this a team. lot of young guys doing totally. some really cool. Yeah, It's stuff like reminiscent too. of 2004, like the, the lead up to yeah. the 2004 Pistons championship. Yeah, some young, where young they were dudes. Getting, they got closer cool, and closer cool and closer. Stuff. And, they, and I love that 2004 business team. Like that team was yeah. like one of my favorite teams of all time, you know, same thing. And so like, that's what I'm saying. So like the conflict within me that last night and this morning, that's why it was like gut wrenching, man, because mm -hmm. it's like, I'm like, I love Dan Campbell and I trust what he's doing, but I'm like, God, what did you like? What are you doing? Like I, I should have had that uh, last night. Right. So that was my conflict yeah. this morning because I'm like, I can't be mad at the guy because I love him and I love what this team yeah. and I love the going for it and stuff like that, right? And there's a story from the champions. Yes, story and so I started that, thinking. Of, well, this is what tr this is what triggered me. Yeah, was this is what finally sort of made well, there's sense. A lot of things that triggered yeah, me. Yeah, well, this what I'm saying is like this is where this is where I finally found a little bit of solace, a little yeah. bit of peace. All, all right? right, the conflict within me was like sort of resolved. Right? All right, you were talking to our buddy Will Malt. Yes, and me and Will Malt were talking on the we're phone. We're down at talking. It's like what happens when things go awry. 
we got to go back to where it started, Portsmouth, yeah, well, Ohio, well, and talk to the Spartan fans yeah, down there. Yeah, Will Malt's Will Malt is our is our you know we, these are brother down in Portsmouth. How are they feeling down in Portsmouth? Well, there's the, the thing yesterday? is they're diehard Lions fans, yes, so they they're are. all sick too because the Spartans became the yes, Lions. Spartans became the they Lions. They actually mentioned that uh, I sent you a news report about that they were talking about how they picked honolulu blue and it wasn't a bad news report uh i think devin skillian one of the local reporters uh helped put the put together story anyway but it was a story we told like three years ago it's like i'm like oh yeah great we told that story like four years ago you said no you passed me the thing you said i can't bear to look at this i was i was afraid because we're so because we because the media butchers so many his city of champions yeah yeah, but they did a nice job and you you said that to me you're like i don't know if i can read this and i said i can't (laughs) read it either i said i can't read it either i said send it to chris (laughs) he'll filter it and say no (laughs) no you don't want to read that because if he said oh no don't read it then we'll jump in and read it and get all angry i was like i can't read <laughs> all right Let but so how are they how are they so down in portsmouth how how are they feeling oh they're tore up just like we are they yeah. love the lions down there man you know they're Bengals fans there too mm-hmm, and Bengals mm-hmm. are my second favorite team mm-hmm. but they're but the but they're tore up down there you know they're they're so will you know will's calling me up we're talking about today and just through the process of conversation i was talking to will about a guy from the city of champion season and sort of a of a story that um, that's, that sort of, I think is a pretty good, ana- you know, a uh, you know, learning experience from this time that sort of like helps sort of soothe my thoughts on this whole matter. And, and, and I was telling when I go, you know what? I think if we're gonna do a show on that tonight, man, let's talk. I want to talk about uh, G Walker tonight because his story is, I think a pretty good, like, you know, he, like the people say that life doesn't come with an instruction manual, but I think that history can sort of serve that purpose because you see examples of the past. Mm-hmm learning experiences you extract them use them for the benefit of the modern day and present that's my that's my entire premise belief in history is that you know some people say like oh if you don't read history if you don't understand history you're doomed to repeat it but i i like the i like the more the optimistic uh side of that same coin which is that if you learn about things that people in the past did right and then you use them to the benefit of the modern day and future then you're basically standing on their shoulders and building on top of you know what's already come before you that's my that's my fundamental belief in history of in history you know, of all history. And so, so I was thinking about, it, and I was bringing, I was talking to Will about uh, G Walker and I told him, I said, you know, I think, I think I should do a show on this. And he said, I think so too. I think it's a great concept. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is we should have Will on here with us. Well, yeah, he's, I think he's busy, but um, he might be listening. We should have, we should have got him. Yeah. We should have got Will on here. Anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, but G Walker. Yeah. Well, Will's always welcome to jump on. If he's on there in the chat, tell him to jump in. So, um. Anyway, so so G, so G like. Walker. I think we mentioned him briefly. We're going to still do a long from history in the Tigers. I'm sure he'll get mentioned again. But no, we did because I remember. I remember this story. Uh, we did touch on this story. I don't. Maybe we didn't do it on the air. But you just said, yeah, we mentioned. He, yeah, we just mentioned like because because so so just we didn't I, go deep on it but uh, yeah we did talk about this so g walker his nickname is the madman from mississippi <laughs> right so that sort of sets the foundation we're not going to do like uh, an entire biography on g walker i just want to touch on who he was as a, in his career mm-hmm. to sort of establish a, a you know the concept and what we're talking about here and so g walker in his day so he played with the tigers from 1931 to 37 and g walker in his day was mm. you could make it you could make a case that he was the number one fan favorite on the tigers Number one, he was Joe Lewis's favorite player. He was a host of what, like, he, like, like I could read you. Art, I'm not going to read all these articles, but like, there's all these different quotes for, where all these people are like, 
He's are he is a fan fascination. When he left the team in 1937, he was traded to the White Sox. Yeah. And when he was traded, there was a fan protest to the uh. owner to Walter Briggs's house. <laughs> and Walter Briggs announced, he said, it was on my like he was like, I'm the owner of the team. Yeah. And it was at my direction that he was traded. We get needed him for lawn. this. Yes. Like and, he, get, and get off my lawn. Yeah. Like they were furious when they I've traded been in that G. House. Walker. I've been in they the were Briggs furious. Man. They were absolutely furious when they traded G. Walker. He was like their fa- the fa- He was a fan favorite. Now that being said, right. That being said, G. Walker, he was an exceptional baseball player, Sure, but he was unique because you had this exceptional baseball player mm. on one side, but you had somebody that was equally capable of the most egregious errors that anybody can imagine. <laughs> like there's, there's, I mean, in, in, in the, like the most sort of repeated, you know, incidents of his, of his and, 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 and summing up yesterday in the lions, people yes. would say those were egregious moments. errors. Yeah. So you have these moments. All of right. Him so where we have this parallel he has equal sides. Like, you know, he's brilliant baseball player, but on the other side, he glory just makes and gooey glory. And, and yeah, goat, <laughs> you know, they say, now they say goat is like the you know greatest of all time but yeah. back in the day it'd say go as far as like the like a you know a heel you know yeah. somebody that's screwed up and so like you know you have examples where he gets like a get like he'll get like there's one story where uh he uh he the hank greenberg gets on base with a single and then he then g walker gets on base by an error mm-hmm. and then g walker tries to steal gets caught in this rundown right Hank Greenberg has to run to third to get like sort of advance the bases. Yeah. And then grit the guy throw and they throw Hank Greenberg out at third, right? Because uh, Hank's uh, slow, uh, right? He's not the fastest guy. Yeah, yeah. And then G Walker's safe at second. Yeah. And then the pitcher turns around and picks him off. Oh my God. So both guys out. Like for the G. Double play then, on the double but, play on the but G. But the most thing he was doing was like he would be like looking looking over and you know talking to a fan or something and get picked off a of first base or he'd take too big of a lead and get picked off a of first base in the game two of the 1934 world series uh, he tied the game yeah and then yeah. he tied the game nice. and then, yes and then he gets on base and literally one second later he gets picked off of first <laughs> so he was like he tied the game with his bat and then got thrown out for some ridiculous <laughs> thing so that's the type of player he was yeah he was equally capable so so you had this player that was incredibly frustrating, right? He was like his, but his, you know, his brilliance or his, his, his talent and everything was so much greater than the, mis- you know, then it's not even a mistake. Like, you know, he admitted it was mistakes. He was always, he owned up. He's like, I made a mistake. It was what it was. Yeah. Um, but he was aggressive. That's the whole thing. It wasn't, it wasn't just, he was just screwed up or whatever. A lot of times it was just over aggressive. He was just aggressive. Take it too big of a lead. Yes. Trying to, trying yes. to, trying to squeak that. Yes. Next, next he was, over, he was hyper aggressive. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to read a, a passage right here. That's All a really right. nice summary of, uh, of what I, of the, where I want to take this We're on concept. The- Bridge of the Death Star here. Is yeah. it too dark to read? Or you no, good? I love the Death Star. Man. I right. can read it. I can read in the Death Star all day all right, long. All right. So, okay, so this is a quote. This comes from, so this quote is from 1933. Okay, that's what this is key to understand about the G. Walker story is what they did with them. So, again, uh, so so 1933, so uh, this is, of course, before the city championship. This is before Mickey, Mickey Cochran's not there. He comes in 1934, yeah. right? So, in essence, what's happened is, is that G. Walker's been a Tiger uh, for, you know, for, since 1931. And then here's 33 where they're trying to, they're trying to control him. They're trying mm-hmm. to tame him because they're like, okay, if we can harness the great side of G Walker, yeah. isolate it from the, from the bad side Ooh, of G Walker, card, yeah. then we're going to have the the best player in, in the league. Let's, right? let's, 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 let's wrangle this yes. maverick in. Yes. And so that's the, so that's what this article is about is their attempt at reigning in G Walker, which I've is the seen point Top Gun. 
You can't yes. ring that Maverick in. That's a great in. point. Yes, that's the whole point. So that's what I'm trying I've to get to. I've seen all six Top Guns. Well, that's what I'm trying to get Are to. This six, yes. six, seven of them. Yes, right? I think oh, so. That's Rocky. Never mind. Yes. Go ahead. So in it, so here it is. So in addition to his batting talents, Walker brought to the club an aggressive spirit. He ran the bases in a manner that reminded old timers of Ty Cobb, and he batted. He he battled, battled and snarled his way through game after game, also in the Cobb manner. Of course, Walker had his faults, plenty of them. As a fielder, he was green, untutored to the ways of big league baseball. He often threw the ball to the wrong base. Walker had a batting weakness, too. He swung at bad balls. But with all of his faults, Walker remained in the Tigers lineup. He belonged there. He swung at bad balls, but he also hit them. And he hit them because of his flaming spirit, his downright aggressiveness, which seemed to enable him to do to do things less fiery men could not do. Walker's aggressive, his aggressiveness, his fiery temper frequently got him into trouble. Irritated at his own failures, Walker occasionally did things that ar- that aroused Bucky Harris, the Tigers manager, before yeah. uh, Mickey. Once or twice, Harris punished Walker, but they but they parted as friends. Harris and his wild man from Mississippi. When Walker arrived at the training camp this spring, the first thing he did was seek out Harris. Bucky, I'm going to do just as you say this year and be a and be a better ball player. He said as they shook hands, "I'll give you everything I've got." The other Tigers whispered, "Looks like G's tamed down." They said, and it did. Well, how was Tame Down Walker doing? The latest American League averages show that he that the Tame Down Walker is batting 273. That is 50 points lower than Walker, the wild man, batted last year. It's almost 100 points below the mark that Walker reached at various times last season. Walker himself, as well as those charged with the responsibility of teaching him, are to, are to blame for Gerald's failures this year. The Tigers made a mistake in trying to tame Walker instead of trying to train him. They have converted the wild Mustang of the range into old Dobbin. And nobody ever wins a race with old Dobbin. Uh, so this is so this is, so they when they tried to I, I, I forgot shape the whole him, Maverick uh, yes. uh, reference there. Yes. I, I, so they tried to sh- tame the wild man, right? Yeah, yeah. And they lost the and they lost the, the essence, the spark, the, the essence of who he was. Yes. So that's the so that's when I was so that's what I was telling Will Maul about the story. You can't. Gonna... So that's that's the whole concept here is is that Dan Campbell is it's, but you were like, you were just yeah. saying this morning and really like the same similar take that a lot of people are saying, which is that's who he is. Yeah. Right. That's and why that's they're there. That's why they're there. Yeah. It's like, you can't just say, well, just oh, but this today, one time, but today, how about today? We just this play one time, different. just this one time. Yeah. Because it's because it, when you start to plumb down into that aspect, the concept, like he, like, like he, I heard that. I heard somebody say today, a, a comment today saying, well, he but he kicked a field goal and right before the half. That was a perfect decision. And it's like, yeah, that was. But the same, but the thing about it is, is it's not about like the the the, the uh it's not about him just uh do it like, oh, he's gonna kick a field goal here, so we might as well kick a field goal over here, whatever. No, it's about like he he is the man in the arena. Yeah, he is the one making the decisions based on he's the guy who everybody in the world is staring at. This is his game. If he's going to win or lose a game, it's gonna be based on. Like he wants to be able to defend his decisions after the game. Yeah. He's yeah. like this. I'm, I'm the one coaching the game. Everybody can be critical. Of course they can have their own beliefs about what they would have done, but he's the actual man in the arena making the decisions. Imagine if he, in the press conference, he's an honest guy. Yeah. Imagine if in the press conference after the game, they said to him, Hey Dan, do you regret uh, kicking that field goal? Imagine if he did kick the field goal. Yeah. Right. And he says, do you, re- you know, hey, do you regret kicking the field goal rather than go for two? Like, imagine if the game turns out differently, the Lions lost by four or something, right? Yeah. Hey, you've gone for it all year. How come you didn't go for it in that one time? And he's like, you know why? 
because I was playing conservative because I figured that that's what everybody wanted me to do. No, that's not. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. You can't defend that. No, go, no, Dan. You know, he's you're gonna go. You're gonna dance with who brought you. You're gonna dance with who brought you. That's the whole. That's like he. He's got to be able to look himself, mm-hmm. his team, mm-hmm. and also be able to defend his actions. If he's the guy in the field who who is responsible for those decisions, and that's where that's what he like. That's he has to be able to like say defend what he's like. Like that's the decision he made. He even def- he defended a press conference. He's like, I'm trying to get up on top of him. I'm trying to be aggressive. I'm trying to do our thing, and it didn't work out. Even the player said we didn't make the plays. We didn't make the plays, yeah. and so that, and so that's the, and so that's the idea. Is that like when I started thinking about G Walker, that's when I sort of came to peace a little bit. And this yeah. is not trying to be some kind of like lion slappy or whatever. Like you know, like oh, I'll just do whatever the lions. I've I've, I've complained no. about the lions my whole life. I've talked to <laughs> I've, you know, I like I say I myself yeah. last night was sitting there going, "What are you doing, Dan? Take the Evan points." I'm sitting yeah. there yelling at yeah. myself. But it, but in upon further reflect, upon uh, further reflect, in thinking yes, about yes, and there's many other examples of the same concept. Mickey Cochran himself, when he was when his his rule when dealing with the pitchers was, yeah. he said never agree to throw a pitch that you don't want to throw. So if Mickey held down one finger for a fastball, if the pitcher didn't want to throw that pitch, mm, then yeah. then the pitcher was a hundred percent welcome to shake Mickey off. And the pitcher told because he told his pitchers, it's you on that mound. If yeah. you don't feel comfortable with what you're gonna throw, then don't throw it and throw what you want to throw. I'm yeah. gonna send you suggestions. And a lot of times they just nodded their head because it's Mickey Cochran behind the plate, for <laughs> yeah. God's sake. But if it's not a pitch that they felt like they wanted to throw in that situation, yep. it's on them to change to you know to um to make that decision. And that's the rain Mickey got them. And that's what I'm trying to say. These people, like, you know, it's you know, like it takes tremendous courage to, you know, potentially, you know, to go against the grain and do what, you know, mm-hmm. do what, um, to do what you think is right. What you have right. to do to defend yourself and to, and to, you know, to achieve the goals you're trying to achieve. So that's what I'm saying. That's what kind of brought me some peace was thinking about G Walker and G Walker. Of course, when Mickey came in, there's like legendary stories about Mickey's conflict with him. Yeah. But the same concept is they weren't trying to, re- you know, to rein him in and tell him what to do. Mickey's conflict with him was that they just opened him back up and let him do whatever he wanted to do. And he was constantly doing the same thing, which drove Mickey insane. Yeah. But I'm not trying to say it didn't drive Mickey insane. It did. Absolutely. But there's, um, <laughs> But here, but there was success woven into it. Yes, and and that's what we're hoping is is woven into. Yeah, but but he wasn't keeps coming. Yes, and he wouldn't even have been able to stay at the big league level if he wasn't that. Right. If he didn't have those, and the Tigers won a World Series with despite his in you know despite his crazy errors and crazy mistakes and all this. This is a guy that carried a big stick and helped the Tigers win a World Series. This was part of the thirty-five in the eccentricities of G Walker. Also, were what part was what part of made this Tiger team one of the most compelling fan favorite teams in Tiger history? This right. was a beloved team, and like the character in that, like you know, there you can see these Tiger fans today going, they're you know the love hate where they're sitting there going crazy for him, and they even say like they wouldn't he, even boo them all the time, like he wouldn't even get a lot of time, like they sometimes he would get booed, but not every time they they would say like. The fans, like he, they, a lot of a lot of times, they don't even boo him. They're like, "It's all right, G. You'll get him next time." And they're going, "What? Are you kidding me?" Just <laughs> got caught off base, like doing nothing, you know, for like the third time today or something. Yeah, so like, yeah. so he was a. But that's what I'm saying. It adds, you know, there's a certain sense of the the personality. Yes. Like, do you want a t- you know a team that is uh that's just sanitized? 
that just does that just, you know, that, that, that do what everybody, that's the thing is he's not doing what everybody's expecting to do. So it's just, I've come to see it from a different perspective today, especially my conversation with Will. And I found a little bit of peace. I found a little bit of peace because early, like I said, last night and this morning I was tore up and I'm like, I'm like, man, I like, why did he do that? You know? So that's my, that's like sort of my, um, you know, these players and these people, they're, they're the ones in the arena and they're the ones that have to live with the criticism and deal with that. So, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, that's what you're, it's like what you said, it's, that's what got us there in the first place. And, um, it's almost like, would you rather lose the game for like over aggressiveness or because we were too conservative? Right. And I, and if I was to choose, I would think I would want to go the overly conservative because like this, you talk about personality plus my God, this team, team, they came out rip. They were coming out, tearing people up in the first half of that game. Yeah. And then it's like, then they lost because of the overly aggressiveness, you know, gorgeous, gorgeous first half, but it's like you, they aired because they were too maverick you know they're too, yeah. too aggressive and it's like they're buzzing the uh they're like what what do you want us to do buzzing it's the fun. control tower yeah they're they? like well what did you want us to do <laughs> i was like well, what did you want us to do we're going we're fork down we're going for it and they're like well you could have done something else and he's like why pirates it's like i go colleen and i will we'll look at each other it's like and it's like you know johnny depp and, and pirates of caribbean yeah. they're like why'd you do that he's like pirate oh, yeah yeah he's like I'm a pirate yeah. pirate it's yeah. like you know like why did he, he's like uh because i've been doing this pirate i, I lead the league and it's, going like, on uh, down. it's like who i am it's it's so that's what i'm it's saying in it's the like DNA. so that's it but the other thing too that's interesting is yeah is that when dan campbell came in the nfl and he gave his like biting kneecap off speech yeah. like this yeah, he yeah. went viral for the oh, yeah. like oh he's insane right. he went viral for this and then here it's this is what this is probably the nearest equivalent of what we experienced today. Whereas like he's basically went viral for like he went for it on fourth and two, you know, like, what is he doing? You know, yeah. like and they're like he's, he went viral for it. It's like he's being Dan this freaking Campbell, he's being man. Dan freaking Campbell, man. Yeah. That's what that's like who he is. And so like um, you know, that's that's what has got. I mean, if you were to say back three years ago and say, Hey, in three years, uh the lions who are like at the time are the worst team in the NFL. I've never won anything are giving me the NFC championship, but they're going to lose from being too aggressive. Like, I didn't, I had all these you know pictures. What? You sent me these pictures of Walker and I didn't put them up there. Oh yeah. We got we're, we're, Walker. Yeah. We were talking about yeah. it. Just, uh, just look at that big grinning. Yeah. Big he's always got a big smile face. He's kind of a um, character. He's a total character. He's a great uh, hitting shot. Of big him. bat. Big, yeah. Big bat. He, he hit, he hit like a monster. Yeah. He's a good size. When dude. he was hitting, he was yeah. hitting. Yeah, he's a good sized uh, guy. And he was, and he had, but you get there's a little bit of his personality yeah. coming through. You I'm, get I want one of them jackets. Oh, those yeah, those leather tight. It's and those are yeah, those it's those are the the classic like forget uh, that uh, cotton, varsity jacket. The yeah. cotton, yeah, it's like a varsity jacket. Yeah, yeah, but it's got leather sleeve. I mean, it's just, yeah. those are sweet. Those are yeah. totally sweet. Yeah, that's like uh, forget Eddie Murphy in this yeah. uh, '67 Lions. Yeah, those are sweet. Jackets. I want one of those. Yeah, and so but but he was and constantly then, being benched. He was constantly like this was us at the bar. Here's a great getting little ready to watch the Lions. Oh, was that a great I was, shot? Uh, you got a look, good notice. Size notice there. notice the champions shirt. Oh, you got to see. I got the Heck champ yeah. rock of the championship. You guys had an epic table. So this going, was man. Uh, yeah. it's like a Viking long table. Yeah, that man. That bar. Which bar was that? That, that was uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, where's that? At, Beers man? and boobs. Really? Oh, okay, nice. It's uh, it's uh, <laughs> the girls are dressed like like uh, scantily clad lumberjacks, short shorts and 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 very very short small 
flannel shirts. So I want to read one more. Uh, I want to read at 14 and the, there's a few of them around town. 14. It looks like you're anyway, having a blast. But yeah, I'm going to read one more quick quote. Lydell's the manager over there. He's awesome. Who? Lydell oh. is the manager. He's oh, okay, a great, yeah. great, great, great guy. Anyway. So I want to read one more quote because <laughs> this, uh, this is like him. a little funny quote here about <laughs> Mickey and dealing with me uh, with uh, G Walker here. Just yeah. Kind of set All right. So uh, this is this out of this is out of a book, uh, Eldon Ocker and sleeping. So Eldon Ocker, the uh, pitcher for the 34 and 35 Tigers, a submariner pitcher. He wrote a book called Sleeper Cars and Flannel Uniforms. It's like highly recommended. Um, but this is a quote out of his book. And so he says, Walker gave Cochran fits. He was a good hitter and was fast, but he was reckless on the bases. Mickey didn't have any rules for base runners and thought it was best to let them decide when to try to steal a base. He turned them loose and gave everyone green lights all the time. Most of the guys had sense not to abuse that privilege. Walker would try to steal bases whenever he felt like it. He went through a streak where he repeatedly got picked off first base. Walker was picked off base twice in one series in Detroit. The second time it cost us a ball game. Cochran fumed over it. He was as angry as I'd ever seen him. He held a special meeting to implement a new regulation at the start of a road trip to St. Louis. The first game after Walker had cost us the game. You guys are getting caught off base, and I'm getting tired of that, Cochran told us. There's no, there's no damn reason for it. We lost a ball game in Detroit because of it, and I've had it. It's not going to happen again. I'm making a new rule. From here on out, anybody gets caught off base, it's a $50 fine. Jack Knott, a pretty good pitcher, was on the mound for the Browns that day. Cochran got a hit in his first time up, and wouldn't you know it, Not caught him off first base. <laughs> I don't think Mickey Cochran ever had anything tougher to do on a baseball field than, to, than that particular walk back to the dugout. He came in with his head down. His face was fire engine red. He was cussing all the way back to the dugout. He was blaming Knott. He was blaming the umpire. He was blaming everybody under the sun. Boy, he was boiling mad. He put his shin guards on with such fury that he just about pulled the straps off. We didn't dare say anything. We were all too afraid to utter a sound. <laughs> Dead silence. But after a while, we couldn't hold it in anymore, and we all started laughing. <laughs> Finally, Mickey started laughing. He turned around and said, you bastards, you. <laughs> all right, give it to me. I deserve it. We gave it to him, and he paid his $50 fine. Ah, there you go. Who's he pay? You got to pay <laughs> me. I got to pay me the $50. No, all the money went to the Bat Boys. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, the Bat Better Boys. still. All the fine money went to the Bat Boys. Hell, yeah. Yeah, the Bat Boys cleaned Bat up. Bat Boys like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna say anything to Cochran? I don't know. Let's just hang tight, man. Just keep. So what I'm crossed. saying is, is that that's that's the thing, the element of this too is, yeah. is that is that when you overcome these things, sure. right? When you overcome these kind of eccentricities and that, like, so if they go back next year, right? Yeah. And like that, this is gonna be that is gonna become part of the story. It's gonna what makes it's gonna make it even bigger than life that this was a different team. That mm-hmm. this is a different coach. You know, they're going to, it's like, and you say overcome it, but like, this is going to be now part of the journey, right? This is part of the story that you've got this guy who's like so aggressive. They're like, you know I mean? That it just, it's like, if, you know, if you can take a step back and look at it potentially from the aerial view and like from a, you know, like, you know, as like a whole, rather than like, you know, they didn't nobody like, I mean, I thought I knew they were going to get to the playoffs. I knew they were going to win the division. Like, I don't know how far they're going to get, but I was like, this is a great, this is an up and coming team. And they are. And it's like looking at them and saying, like, if you can, if you can like, just look at this from that sort of perspective and say like, this is who they are. And once yeah. you come to realize that you're like, 
it's not that you can't disagree, you know, like I disagree with the decisions. Like I wouldn't have done that, Jamie. Mm-hmm. I would not have yeah, ever taken no. the point. No, but Dan, but Campbell, Dan Campbell's not me all day long. Yeah, but he's not me. All day and long. I'm not the guy on and the field. Dan Campbell is it, Dan that's Campbell. running this hyper aggressive. And, and I want Dan Campbell to be Dan Campbell yeah, again and these next guys, year. These guys are a bunch of and that's saying that you're just that's what I'm trying to that's really what I'm trying to get at is and the realization I've sort of had is this is that my sort of fear coming out of this is not that, oh, my God, I hope Dan Campbell doesn't cost us another game with some decisions like that. Yeah. That's not my thing. My fear is is that the the criticism is going to be so heavy that it's going to make him sort of rethink yeah. who he is and make, make, I don't, maybe I don't be – I, I don't think so either, but I'm yeah. saying if there is a fear yes. over this, yes. my fear is that the only fear I would have is that he would, you know, go, hell, you know, I should Heck probably yes. go for field goals more, you know, like that's, that's like, I don't want him to change. Yeah, I, and that's no. what sort of has brought me peace is I yeah. don't want him to change. Don't change Dan Campbell. I want to hear that speech at the beginning of next year. Well, we will. That's because that's where I'm, that's where my mindset's at. I don't change, it. you know, Dan Campbell, don't change. Be yourself, man. We love you. We love this team. And my God, what a thrilling year this was. Yeah. There's a, a fun little sentiment and it, it's, it's attributed to Aiden Hutchinson. I'm not sure if, cause it's on a, on a Facebook page. But yeah. It's been bouncing all over Facebook. The, the, and they're saying, well, Aiden Hutchinson is, is so articulate. Yeah. We don't know who wrote he this, said this it thing really good. cause it's on his, it's on, it's on a Facebook page, but the Facebook page is run by fans of defensive ends. Of Yes. We have no idea who wrote it, but it's a very well-written thing. If we but, anybody finds out, if Aiden it. did write it, I, I love it, but it happened like moments. But there's after. no it, direct it, attribution to it, him. We and can't it went like went, it went up like right after yeah. the game. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think he had time to do this. No, no. But so, but, but I love, but you want to read it in the historical record. I, so people in the, that listen to the show in the future can hear. I do. A, yeah. a pretty poetic uh, you know, thought about at this. So moment, the entire Detroit nation is like on the Aiden Hutchinson, on the Aiden Hutchinson fan page. It says you won't find tears in Detroit. If you want excuses, you won't hear them coming out of Ford Field. As hard as today's loss was, it's not a definition of the Detroit Lions culture. It's a testament to how far we've come and how far we can go. It is the city's perseverance of hardworking people is what makes this state great. A city born in steel, diesel, blood, it will not let a moment like this hold them back. In a city like this, in a culture like this, you learn that failure is just an opportunity to improve. A moment that Michigan men don't shy away from. And he's a Michigan boy. That's, yeah, so like that's why we me. think he might have written it or something. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a U of M guy. It's a, it's a moment that Michigan men don't shy away from. Uh, you take a look at these college boys down the road. It took them a couple trips to hell and disappointment to bring glory back to Michigan. Greatness is a journey, not a light switch. Uh, it may take a few more days in the dark to see the light, but the lions will get there together. We'll restore the roar. Romans uh, chapter five, verse three through four says, not only that, but we, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope and hope does not, put us to shame uh so 
I love it. Yeah. Go Lions. Yes. Go Lions. And then there's an ad for sweatshirts. So it's like, and then, and buy your hoodie here. So that's why I don't think it's him. Well, it could have been somebody copied and pasted it or something. No, but but it doesn't lead to his website. Yeah. yeah, Because he does sell sweatshirts and stuff, but it leads to a different website to sell by a sweatshirt. But I I love that sentiment. Uh, You know, it's, it's, it's not a light switch, right? No. And the thing I say in my first book, the, uh, the, 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 the championship is not, you're not like when you like, what is the nature of a championship? I hope Aiden a championship. It, yeah. A championship is not simply like, 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 what is it? Like I say, a championship is a, a celebration of the fortitude that it took to get there. Yes. Like that you're celebrating, like, like the, the hard time, you're, you're, all the difficulties, the overcoming the obstacles, all that. And finally reaching that podium. If it was easy, then it wouldn't even be worth anything. Yeah. And so, like I say, so this, um, like if the Yankees won the championship, like the World Series, like every year for a hundred years, it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a uh, regular yeah. yearly appearance. But that's what I'm saying. So this, um, it was it was gut wrenching, especially because I was mm-hmm. so. It was just it was such a it was such an awesome ride, and um you know and, and I get so I, that's what I'm saying. So, so like, I'm looking forward to the. So opening I hope that everybody rallies year. around Dan Campbell. And says you know what, the, uh, you know we saw we the first day we we struggled with this, but now we're good and we love you. Let's move this thing forward. Chris you know? says he feels that uh, Campbell and and Cochran cut from the same cloth. Totally, totally a lot agree. of uh, alliteration. Yep, in there. totally agree. But uh, and so that's why I'm looking forward to that speech again next year. Yes, definitely. Uh, to to what with opening his opening remarks for uh, yeah. training season and yeah. and, and just uh, where he thinks the team's going to go. Because uh, again, there's like uh, we said, we're not sure if uh, Aiden was uh, attributed. He's attributed with this, but we're not sure if he wrote it. And there there's all these quotes today about Campbell saying, "Well, you know, this was." No, he's that's not sh- him. I can't I know. imagine him say like, I know. well, that was I'm it, like, boys. We're so, done. It was a good try. This is as close <laughs> as we'll ever in. get. Pack it in. It's time to rebuild this team and okay. start from scratch again. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't yeah. think that would ever come out of his mouth. Yeah, I know. It's. Uh, I think it might have been taken slightly out of context on that. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So this. That's. That was. That was really the story I wanted to tell. Was this story about. Um, yeah, about G Walker. There's another brief story too you can mention about Bill Rogal, who was their shortstop. Yeah, who when he first came up to the majors, he was a switch hitter, and he was he came up with the Boston Red Sox, and uh, he was a better right-handed hitter than he was a lefty, and so the red and the Red Sox wanted him to hit exclusively right-handed, so that he because the uh, the um, Fenway Park has the green monster in left field, and so the monster is like the is a beautiful target for right-handed hitters because they can bang the ball off the wall and get doubles every time they hit the wall. So they wanted him to be an exclusively right-handed hitter, and he was terrible. And he was like, he always said, I want to, I'm want i a switch hitter, and that's what helps me see the ball better when I'm batting left-handed. Even though I'm not as good left-handed, I get more into my groove when I'm hitting from both sides of the plate. And they're like, no, if you want to play for us, you're going to be right-handed exclusively. And he was see, terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. And so when he and so when he came to the Tigers, they said, yeah, you want to be a switch hitter? Do it, Knock yourself out. Just get the get. You know, be just be good. What's he do? And he went both he gets start, on base. He started playing. Yes. <laughs> he started so you know. So he, they allowed him to go back to switch inning, and yeah. that's when his that's when he started becoming the Bill Rogal, which was the starting shortstop for the nineteen thirty five World Series champion Tigers. So that's what they um you know he's got he's got an airport drive named after him. You know that's uh, so you know so that's that that's what made Bill Rogal the the you know the star. And so again, him being himself, being what it is like. And it you know ties. I could sit here and list numerous examples. You have a guy named Andres Galarraga who was a first baseman for the Expos, and he was this monster hitter, mass just a masher with it with Montreal. And the the Expos managers at the time were like, "Hey, Andres, 
if you choke up on the bat a little bit and take a, and you like angle towards the plate a little bit more, you can hit more balls to right field. You can hit more home runs to the opposite field. And he started trying to do what they were telling him because he's a young kid. Yeah, yeah. And so he tried to do what they were telling him. And then it threw off his swing. Uh, and they said, he, he even said, and, and, and it completely destroyed him yeah. for like six years. He was, a, he, he like, the, he eventually got released from the expo, released or, or something. Didn't, they didn't resign with him. His career numbers went way down the toilet. Mm-hmm. He played for St. Louis for a brief moment, didn't do anything there. And then it wasn't until he went to Colorado that he finally, which was an expansion team that was like his last chance that he finally like picked it back up. But he would say, he's saying years later in an interview, he said, My original the- thesis for baseball for hitting, he's like, I, can't, I think he came through from Venezuela. And he said, he goes, he goes, when I started playing baseball, like when I, you know, from a kid all the way through the major leagues, my hitting theory was, See ball hit ball. Yeah. See ball hit ball. It was that simple. Yeah. But then as soon as they people tried to retool his swing and tell him, like, oh, you should do this and that and oh, tinker with how him, much greater you'll destroyed be. his career. Yeah. For what? Yeah, yeah, so we can thanks. hit more balls to the right field. What the hell yeah. does it matter? If he hits yeah, balls yeah. to the right or left, as long as it goes out, who cares? <laughs> and so that's but that's the same concept, is <laughs> gotta keep the fans over there happy. Yes. What? So that's the thing. It's the same concept is that if these people that are in the arena doing what they do. If they're especially if they're successful, yeah. If they're successful, man, like they're they're like it's that there's a Teddy Roosevelt has a speech where it's you know look if we're not going to read the whole read it here, but look it up. It's one of the greatest speeches of all time. It's called the Man in the Arena. It's like who mm-hmm. are who's anybody else to judge the person who's actually the doer of deeds in the arena? Yeah. Like they're the ones who are blood and sweat and tears and working at that specific task. They're the ones that take all the heat. You know, they're the ones that pay for it by losing their job there. You know, it, it, so that's so anyways. So that's what I mean that, that you know, th- he's the guy in the arena and you know, like, I'm not trying to change him. Yep. I'm not trying like I, I, I would have done it differently, but I'm not the guy in the arena. Right. So. All right. So we're uh, we're we're three weeks away from uh, the first game of spring break, spring training. Yeah, it's coming up. Spring break. Yeah. So three weeks away from yeah. the first game of the uh, spring training. Uh, so that's good news too. And uh, they'll be the Lions will be back on the gridiron before you know it. Yeah, the drafts coming up. I already watched my first like Lions draft episode today. <laughs> so right. that, that, they, the, they're talking about guys the Lions can get in the draft like already. Like there's already the mock drafts are already right. in. Force. I love the I love the city of champions feel that's in this town. Yeah. And after we get over a hangover for a day or two, that that I think that feeling will be. Oh, back. I wanted to say one last thing, which was is that this moment right here, this gut wrenching thing. There's another parallel, which is that in 1934, when the Tigers went to the like the Tigers came out of literally nowhere, mm-hmm. literally nowhere, and they went all the way to the seventh game of the World Series yeah. and lost. So this feeling we're having right here, like we said it on the last show. You know, this is what it feels like to be a winner. This is what it felt like in the city of champions, like how exciting it was. Multiply that times 10. That was city yeah. of champions. Well, this is what it felt like for the 1934 ti- Tigers, if not even worse. And did Cochran put his tail between his yeah. legs and run away? No, he came yeah, out and he it, said, we're going to win it this yes, year. In that, in that game seven of the of the of that World Series was absolutely disastrous. They're yeah. making errors all over the field. They uh, couldn't get the ball with a lick. I mean, there was uh, like. So I mean, so it was the same the concept where they just get. It ended with the with the Medwick incident where the uh, where uh, uh, Medwick spiked uh, Marvone at third base, and then like the fans were throwing debris on the field, and they had, like it was just an ugly, ugly event. Mm. And like you know, it was just it just they had to live all year with the just total disaster of that game seven of the World Series, mm. and wondering 
you know, the entire media is going, well, the Tigers are just a flash in the pan. There's no way they're going to replicate what yep. they did last year. And so they kind of caught everybody off guard. And that's, you know, it's again, that's sort of the parallel this year. I mean, I think people are have higher expectations for the Lions than they did the 34 Tigers after that. But but the but the results are just as, you know, devastating. We are like, you came so close, you know, in their, in their case, they were one, they were, you know, half a game away from winning the World Series. So this is another parallel. And of course, they came back in 35 and the entire city, every sport won championships. They didn't even Hell know about yeah. Joe Lewis at that point. Joe Lewis came out and did his thing too. So that's you it. know, so it led to bigger and better things. So, All um, right. so hopefully that's some next year for us too. All right. We got lots more to talk about Detroit city of champions, like subscribe, leave a comment, do all those podcast things in in all the podcast places and, uh, Oh, uh, radio Cobra Detroit, right. Uh, you can find, yeah. uh, our, uh, I do the, the music format there on there. Wiki, wiki, wiki. I play in the DJ the music. Yeah. So, uh, there's, uh, some links to, uh, cause it, it's usually Saturday night, six to midnight. Uh, is when it's happening live on Radio Cobra, but you can check it out uh, on the RadioCobraDetroit.com. Uh, you can find the Hot Tub Saturday Night <laughs> DJ Jamie James mix there of uh, awesome retro alternative stuff, and you can also find the City of Detroit uh, podcast. They've uh, they've linked uh, the podcast oh, in, cool. into the Radio Cobra Detroit uh, website. Cool. So yeah, see, it's on there with all the other. That's all awesome, other, man. It's all the other pieces and parts that's in there. Anyway, so, um, you know, shouting out to my Radio Cobra Detroit peeps. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but wherever you're listening to it or watching it, you could be watching Facebook video, you could be watching YouTube video, uh, listening to the audio version of the podcast. Wherever you are, just kind of put a little smiley face next to it, and uh, we appreciate you. And we kinda, we're going to do it all again very, very soon. It's uh, Detroit City of Champions the podcast. Clicking the wrong mouse. <laughs> All right. Bye. Click the button. <laughs>